And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone upon them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you, Sarah. What a wonderful Christmas story, hey? That we read and we today we take time to celebrate that. And I don't know if you hear that for the first time or you have been coming here for many weeks, years, maybe for watching for the first time online or maybe every week you're tuning in, but I'm glad you're here. I'm Dan Nuish, one of the community pastors here. And um, I'm just excited to talk about Christmas about these verses and i'm excited that you guys are here are you feeling comfortable on the tables here yeah yeah i like it it's a different feel but you know it's good it's good it's good thank you etienne when you play there is peace oh <laughs> so we're going to talk about today about the greatest gift of all times i have a couple of gifts here I remember when our firstborn child was born, like Ruby Grace, and that's her. That, what a gift, what a gift, hey? What a gift having a baby. But I tell you, she disrupted our lives completely. I mean, getting married is one thing, right? Becoming a daddy... Starting a family is a whole nother thing, a whole nother level. You know, I, we really experienced this sudden disruption. And I do believe that Christmas is kind of this God's disrupting gift to us. It's disrupting like a, our firstborn. So we knew that one day she would be born because normally it takes around nine months, right? But you never know when exactly. 
And like you're planning your days and like you, you go, you're going to bed and falling asleep, but you don't know when. When is it going to be that in the middle of the night? Ah! And you know now it's starting. And nothing is going to be the same anymore. And sleep, goodbye. Time for yourself, goodbye. But it's a gift. <laughs> it's an amazing, amazing gift. But yeah, it was, even though I knew it would come, it was a sudden disruption. And you know, in the Bible story, we read exactly about that sudden disruption. So in Luke chapter 9, uh, chapter 2, verse 9, it says, And the angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, the shepherds. And the glory of the Lord flashed and shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. Like, you know, giving birth. Sometimes you're also frightened. Um, but the, the shepherds, they were, they were like surprised. It was a sudden gift. That was a good news was proclaimed to them. And I know, like, you know, they were there. They didn't expect that the Savior of the world would be born exactly on that night. They just were out there on an ordinary night, and suddenly angels came. You know, that word suddenly, in, in the Greek, it says episteme. And what it says, it says sudden, surprising, glorious appearance that take you by surprise. How, like, perfect is that verse. That appearance, glorious appearance that take you by surprise. And now you might say, but you know, Dan, the Jewish people back then, they were expecting the Messiah. Yes, they were. Because the prophets have prophesied about it. The wise men, they were looking to the stars, expecting the Savior to be born at some time. But I'm sure there were many shepherds out in the middle of the night for many years expecting, hoping for the Savior to come, but it didn't come. It didn't come that day. I, I bet some people, some shepherds, they lost, lost hope. I bet some of the wise men, they say like, why oh, am I still looking into the sky? He's not going to come. It's been now 600 years. Some people died hoping. Some people never saw it happen. But you know, the crazy thing about that story is that what might be sudden for us is planned for God. What might assume, oh, suddenly this happens. Suddenly this, I meet that person. Suddenly that breakthrough happens. And we're like, why didn't it happen before? Why now? But God he somehow has it all planned out. And I think that's such a, an, an encouraging story for us. Because you might be now, right now, in a moment where you're like, why has God not heard my prayers? Why are those promises that I heard, the promise of God that I read in the Bible, why have they not been yet come true? But the Christmas story is a story that reminds us that God has it all planned out and Suddenly, it can happen. Are you ready for the sudden interruption of God in your life? Are you ready for suddenly God breaking through? Are you the one that is still hoping to see it? Because when it comes, it might be a surprise, but you were still believing for it. 
interesting fact. At two more places in the Bible do we read that word suddenly, that episteme. And it is when the Bible talks about when Jesus is coming back, when suddenly you'll be surprised. Nobody can expect it. Like a thief in the night. It uses the same word. And the other time it uses is when suddenly the angel of God appeared to Mary in front of the tomb and said, what are you looking for the living around the, among the dead? As well suddenly. So it appears that like there is around the, the coming of Jesus, the breaking through of what God has promised. Sometimes we want it, it to be quicker, sooner. But let me encourage you today that what God has promised, it will come through. Sometimes, not even in our lifetime, in our generations, but over the course of history. In the Bible, we read that a lot of men of faith and women of faith, they died believing, but one day they saw it come true. So have hope and be ready for the sudden disruption of the presence of God, the coming through of his promises. And now you might say, but what can I do? If it's just so suddenly, what can I do? It's like, you know, with the baby. Um, we had the hospital bag prepared. We were ready. When he came, like in the middle of the night, we had to rush to the airport, uh, to the, not the airport, to the hospital, like, I'm, I'm out of here. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Now, I'm, uh, now I got you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I always, I always chokingly say, like, the hospital is like a, a hotel. Because for me, it seemed like, you know, you get food and, like, it's all. But then my wife, it's not a hotel. It was tough. <laughs> it's a hospital. Are you ready for this? You know, you can do two things. You can... Keep, have hope, keep your hope. And second thing is prepare what you can prepare. When you know God is coming through to stuff, do what you can do. I wasn't at the hospital yet. I was still where I am. Because sometimes if we rush ahead of the plans of God in our lives, we are not at the, where we should be. But if he comes and says, now I'm ready to go, I'm ready to leave. Some people, they always stay like so worried about when, like, when it's come through and they try to push the plans of God by themselves. It's not happening well. It's not going well. Let God's timing be done in your life. All right, are you ready for the second point? I only have three, so it's easy today. Christmas is God's undeserving gift to you. It's an undeserving gift to you. It's a gift. And I remember... Receiving one day an undeserving gift. So I was on holiday. We were actually planning to go on holiday. We called up that couple. We know they have like a flat that is empty. I'm like, come on, like uh, that flat needs some, some company. So and I asked, can we have your flat? And they're like, oh, great idea. I'm glad you asked. That was literally their question. Of course you can go there for free. And I'm like, oh, wow, for free. So that was a big gift already. But then we arrived, right? Like in holidays in Switzerland, like you need some miracles, you know. And, and then like we arrived there and then said, before you go to the flat, stop by at our place. 
I'm like, all right, we stop. And then we stopped there and then our son vomited. It was all terrible. But anyway, because we drove through the mountains and then we arrived there and she's like, you know, you don't have to stay long. You don't have to come in. I just have a gift for you, like an envelope. And then she gave me an envelope and said, look, if somebody has our flats, we're going to bless them with some something. I'm like, all right. I'm like, open. And there was money for the holiday. And it was like, this is money for your holiday. I'm like, are you serious? So you're giving me a flat, and now you're giving me even holiday money? And it was tough. As a Swiss person, receiving sometimes gifts, it's not always easy to accept them. But I'm like, all right, I want to take that. But it, it, it makes you so thankful because you know you didn't do anything for that. You didn't deserve that. Like, it was just such a blessing. And it changed our holidays because suddenly, like, you go, you go, you go out for dinner. You're like, you know, I'm, I'm out. But the gift of God, let me tell you, it's undeserving. It's far greater. And it doesn't just change your holidays. It changes your life. It changes your life. And let me read about that. So it says here, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. So, I'm like, all right. So what does that have to do with some gifts and presents and undeserving? A Savior has been born. What is a savior? It's somebody that rescues you from something. You need to be saved. The Jews, they wanted to be saved from the Romans. They wanted to be saved from the empire of the Romans. But they didn't know that the biggest empire they were being captive, being held captive, was the empire of sin. It was the empire of sin that held them captive and then they needed salvation. And Jesus came to salvation, not because they did anything for that, because Jesus, God himself said, I love you so much, I want to save you. But it doesn't just end there. It says, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. What does, does it mean, Messiah? Messiah means the anointed one. So in back in that, those days, somebody who was anointed means that he was a king. Kings they got anointed and like, like not just like a little bit of oil. Like they poured out a whole bottle of oil and like over the head, over the clothes, like you could throw out the clothes all together. But that person smelled like oil because he needed to go through like this person is anointed as king. And what it says, the Messiah, the Lord means the Savior is the king. He's the king of all kings. We are not just being saved by some weak person. We're being saved by the, the savior of the world, by the king of all kings. And I'm not sure if you're sitting here and thinking, yeah, I need a savior. But let me tell you, you need a savior. Our world needs a savior. More than ever. And we haven't done anything for it. And the question is, are you ready to receive that gift? The question is, are you ready to, to say, I take it because it's humbling. Sometimes we were like, no, I don't deserve that. No, 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 no. 
Do you know that? Like somebody gives you far more than you deserve. I'm like, oh, no, no, I can't take that. Have you heard that? I can't take it. No, no, that's too much. That's exactly what God did. And oft, so often we sit in him like, this is too good to be true. This can't be true. That everything I went through, everything I did, all the bad stuff in my life, all the dysfunction in my life, all the, the hurt, all the, the stuff that I hurt, somebody comes and pays for that so that I can start fresh, clean sheet, fresh beginning, and not just a fresh start. He would say that He would come and start to live within you to enable you to live differently. There's not just mercy, there is grace. Mercy is like, it's just saying, I'm not giving you what you deserve. You deserved punishment for that egoistic behavior with your mother. That egoistic behavior among in your workplace. How you talked about that friend. How you behaved with that person. How you think about yourself and others. Mer mercy is like, I don't, I don't punish you for that. The grace of God, the undeserving gift, is the power is in saying, you know what? I'm the Savior of the world. I came to forgive the sins of humanity, to save you from the empire of sin, but to lead you into a new life together with God. That's grace. A new hope. A new love that starts to dwell within you. And I want to just now take a moment. And I do believe it's a holy moment where we, maybe the worship band can come up and, and we just sing a song together. No, actually, we're going to sit here. But you're going to hear a song. And I want you to think about two things. If you have been sitting here or watching online, and you have never actually said that the gift of Jesus, He came into the world to take the sins of the world, to unite us back to God. If you have never received that gift and say, I take that for my life, I realize I do need it actually. Then I invite you to accept the gift today. You can start in your heart saying, I need it. God, if you're here, I need it. But maybe you're sitting here and you have already made the decision. Then my question is, is your life still full of that thankfulness of that gift of God? Is it still being filled? Because when you realize oh, it's an undeserving gift that Jesus who came at Christmas, but then grew up and died for my sins and rose again and is now alive sitting in heaven next to God and His Spirit is here on earth moving if that is not just exciting you filling with great gratefulness then I ask you to ponder about that truth today and let your heart be filled again with the thankfulness of the gift of God Thank you.
want to finish with the last gift of Christmas. It's a gift of joy. It's not just a disrupting gift, an undeserving gift. It's a gift of joy. And we read in verse 10, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. It's a message of joy. And you might think, but hold on. Life has not just been easy after I received the gift of Jesus in my life. I'm sure the shepherds, they didn't just have it easy after seeing Jesus in their mansion. So you might think, where is that joy that the Bible talks about? Where is the gift? I don't really see that. But there's a big difference between joy and happiness. And we sometimes get them mixed up. Happiness comes from what happens to you. If good things happen to you, you are happy. Oh, it was a, I'm happy. It was a good day. I had a promotion. Oh, I'm happy. Today, my favorite team at the World Cup won. I'm happy. But then you might not be happy anymore when stuff go pear-shaped. But the joy of God doesn't come from what happens. It comes from a different place. It's rooted much deeper. And there was actually this prophet in the Old Testament who prophesied about the coming of Jesus. The coming of Jesus. And it says there in Isaiah 29, In that day the deaf will hear words read from a book, and the blind will see through the gloom of darkness. The humble will be filled with fresh joy from the Lord. The poor will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. He says, when Jesus comes and starts a new time, like nothing is the same anymore, that's why our, our time is before Christ and after Christ. We live in that new time. It says, the humble will be filled with fresh joy from the Lord and the poor will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. From the Lord. There is a joy that comes from the Lord. Just the presence of God brings joy. I remember once, there was a crucial moment in my life. I was in Australia meeting my now wife back then I just saw her from afar and I thought she's great but I wasn't just joyful because of that but I was at a moment um, I was in prayer and I had like this picture in my mind where God what if God takes everything away from my life that makes me happy and back then it was my family and my friends and I had this picture in my what if it it's all gone and then I felt the presence of God of that Father God and the deep peace filled my heart and the deep, deep joy felt my heart and I couldn't stop crying not because of sorrows or fear because of joy 
And I realized in the presence of God, it's not just like a nice word. There is joy. It's a deep joy. That's why sometimes you meet people, they go through hell on earth. But joy is within them. You might go through difficult times right now, but you feel a joy within you. It's because you are in the presence of God. From God comes joy. But then it says, the poor will rejoice in the Holy One. I don't believe there's also joy in knowing where we are. We have an eternal, eternal home. This life here on earth is not our final destination. There is joy in knowing God. There is joy in knowing this. I have eternal life. There is joy in knowing this thing. And I wonder if you know that. I wonder if you have this joy in your life. And I do pray that you experience that because I know we are in a time where we need it more than ever. And I ask you to stand up right now. And I want to pray and then we're going to keep worshiping. So wherever you are right now, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray that the joy of the Lord would fill our hearts. The joy that comes from the presence of God and in knowing that we have an eternal hope. Are you ready to pray with me? So God, I just thank you so much for the gifts of Christmas, what you have done. And I do pray right now that the joy will be released among these tables here, among everybody watching online. I pray that you come Holy Spirit with your presence and fill our hearts fresh with your joy. That we would be really like from that place of joy go into our Christmas meetings from the place of joy plan our future from the place of joy get up every day and I pray that the, 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 the cloak of heaviness you would replace it with a cloak of joy right now where there is heaviness coming I pray that you with your gentle nearness you, Christmas, you coming near, you would come. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship they, that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye